This is the Ether Review, a talk show passing the components of the Ethereum global computing platform and its ecosystem. Building on a basic knowledge of the blockchain, we seek to understand the mechanics behind this new generation computing network and the services it powers. Swarm City, once Arcade City, is one of the most ambitious and controversial projects in the Ethereum ecosystem. Having shed their founder, the remaining team have made considerable development progress. More than just a would-be ride-sharing dApp, Swarm City aims to provide an exchange infrastructure for any two-sided market. It feels worth saying that coming into this interview, I was in fact sceptical of Swarm City. Now on the other side of it, I see there is much more to the platform than I initially thought. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Today on the Ether Review, I'm joined by Bernd Lapp of the Swarm City Project. Uh, and, and hopefully we'll get Michael Thuy in, in here as well at some stage. Uh, thanks for joining me, Bernd. Thank you for having me. It's great. Great to be a, a second time on your show. I'm a, I'm a listener to your show almost every episode, and it's, it's really Always great to, to hear you talk about the topics that you have. Thank you for having me. You sure know how to make a content creator blush. <laughs> so let's see. So, so you guys have rebranded as uh, from Arcade City to Swarm City, which I think is, was a great move. It makes a lot of sense in, in terms of uh, the, the services and products that you guys intend to offer. Can you run us through the process of, of rebranding a project in the way that, uh, that Arcade City has rebranded as Swarm City? Yes, sure. Um, so first of all, the, the, the name change is um, or came because we wanted to own the brand ourselves. And we had some, some legacy um, issues with the former owner of the brand. And uh, since we're an open source project and the only way that people can reach us is through the URL, if they type in swarm.city or before it was arcade.city, we wanted to make sure that we own the URL and the content beneath the URL so that the developers and the code that we provide is really the one that we created. So um, we made this change, um, called it Swarm City, because the, the community we have is really a huge swarm, if you want to say so. A lot of people that look forward to having this project live and uh, using the sharing economy already on Facebook. And so, and they've called themselves the Swarm before. So we've naturally progressed into Swarm City because we wanted to give some, some credit to the legacy that we have overall from this project. And so what we did, we changed the URL. So it's, we're reachable on swarm.city. That is our URL. You can actually um, see the product already live. We have a wallet live and you can exchange your ARC tokens to Swarm City tokens. So this is part of the rebranding as well, that we change the token itself um, because you cannot actually just change the, the name of a token or the, the short form of the token itself because it's, we're, we're talking about blockchain technology and it's sort of immutable. So um, at the end, we had to create the token again. It's a new token. And we've used a great source of code, uh, which is the Minimi token. That is the, the basically the, the code that we're using. It's an ERC-20 token 
but it had some some additional features integrated. And uh, this this was um, created by Jordi Balina and Griff uh, Green, and they've been very helpful in also making um, us work with their code. So at the end, we've created Swarm City tokens, and every token holder that has Arcade City tokens can now exchange these tokens to Swarm City tokens through our platform, because this is a novelty as, as well. You cannot just use ERC20 tokens to create a new token or uh, as exchange it easily. So we've created a contract that receives Arcade City tokens and gives out or uh, exchanges it uh, to Swarm City tokens one for one. So one Arcade City token produces one or mints actually one Swarm City token. And at the end, you, have, you receive the Swarm City token back into your, into your wallet by using the Swarm City wallet that we created. And the Arcade City token, there was a discussion we had as well. We, we're burning them, actually. So we're sending them to an OXO account. And you can look at the, at the contract code and you type in on Etherscan, for example. Um, you look for the Arcade City token and you type in as a contract or public key the OXO contract, and then you will see how many tokens are burned already. So right now we're at, uh, I think at about more than 40% of the tokens have been swapped, but the token swap is open uh, endlessly. So if anybody finds tokens in his wallet at some point in time, then he can uh, still swap them anytime, no matter what the value of arcade tokens or Swarm City tokens at that point in time is, it's, it's a one-for-one one exchange. So every token holder of Arcade City can then earn or uh, hold Swarm City tokens. And this will be the means of payment for using the platform itself. So if you want to use any services on top of the uh, Swarm City platform, you will need to pay with Swarm City tokens. So this is the rebranding. And you're using the Mini-Me, the Mini-Me token standard, which is based on ERC-20, and allows you to split tokens off in a similar way to the way the DAO split. Is, is, that, is that accurate? Kind of, yes. You know, I'm, I'm a business guy, so I, I like to use business terms for what you can use it for. So it's, it's actually a great tool for customer relationship management. So you could, for example, say, if you have a service on top of our platform, you can say, I want to get people to the point of sale. I want them to visit my shop. So um, in ride sharing, for example, which is a service that we will provide at some, some point in time, you could say, I have a garage and I can uh, refresh your, your oil. And uh, you can have an oil exchange in my garage. And what I do is I make an offer on top of the Swarm City token that you can redeem the token that I create on top of it for the oil exchange. And you get a 50% off on the oil exchange, for example, so that people can really use the token we have, the Swarm City token, and create another top uh, token on top of it, which is, has, a, has a different functionality. It's not a, a means of payment. Uh, means of payment. <laughs> it is actually really a, a fantastic tool to incentivize uh, things. And and this actually this fits in well with the uh, the core idea of Swarm City, and that's that you guys are a network. 
of two-sided marketplaces, potentially for services or, or goods. And it started with this idea of ride sharing, but now you're looking at all of these other potential services that could populate uh, a city. Is, is that about accurate? That's exactly right. Um, we don't want to confuse people right now uh, with what kind of services can be possible, but it's, it's infinite, actually. But So if you look at the sharing economy market, like you have ride sharing with Uber and Lyft, you have apartment sharing like Airbnb or overnight, um, you have different other services that that are sharing. It's it's like a learning platform. It could be, or you need a babysitter, or you need other. Um, you, you have some skills that you want to offer. That is possible to to be created as a service on top of the platform. And it's it, a very simple form could could just be buy and sell. So it could be like an Amazon as well, where you just offer goods and people. Um, buy them off the platform. It's actually a commerce platform. That's how we see it. It has communication and transactions built in. And that is the service that we provide. The, the basic features that we provide is that you can, um, or that, that we take care of the blockchain technology beneath. So we're using the Ethereum blockchain as the transaction, um, uh, making transactions, making payments. And in addition, we're using Whisper as a communication tool, as a communication feature. So it has, uh, it allows machine-to-machine um, uh, -machine, uh, channel. That so my uh, cell phone connects to your cell phone, sort of, through uh, a channel that is created, and there's no interference from any third party in the communication that you have. And um, and a third part that we use is IPFS as a storing, as a, as a way of storing information. So we're using a, a full stack of, of Ethereum features already. And we're looking into Swarm, the, the, the data storage of Ethereum itself. But at this point in time, we're confident that we're using IPFS. Uh, we see it a, a bit more mature, at, at least for the, the way we want to use it. But um, this doesn't mean we will not use a full uh, or true Ethereum stack at one day, maybe. This Minimi token, with all of these different marketplaces that, that you're talking about, you can potentially split this off and create a new currency uh, to power a, a new marketplace that provides a specific service. Am I getting that right? No, the splitting the, the token is not into a new currency. It's always connected to the to the token, uh, to the original token. It's uh, as Minimi says, it's it's sort of the small brother of it, but it's always connected. So the the, the payment is done through the Swarm City token. So you can create additional services or or in, incentives actually on top of it. It's more like a uh, miles or more is. Um, uh, it's not a it's not a payment itself, but it gives you sort of value in um, using services that at the end. So you you redeem your miles and more uh, tokens, for example. Just just an example uh, of the real world, so so to speak. Um, when you uh, book a, ho a hotel or uh, rent a car, so you can redeem those tokens, but it will never actually pay for the full or uh, be, be seen as a payment method or a currency itself. 
So what stage of development is uh, Swarm City in? We're, um, very soon we'll have the MVP released. So what we have right now, you can visit the, the page already. It's https dot, uh, slash slash swarm.city. You can um, already see the wallet and you can use the, um, the wallet to exchange your tokens. So you can already send and receive Swarm City tokens. Just one second, Michael just just contacted me. Hello. Hey. Hey. I'm so sorry. I'm uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit late. I was totally distracted. <laughs> no worries, man. Well, it's um, actually Arthur. We have a saying, and that is, "You're late to the party." Uh, <laughs> that comes comes to place quite often. No, Michael, we were just talking about the, the Minimi token and maybe I, I didn't give such a good um, explanation on what you can use it for. I, I've tried to explain it with sort of the miles and more uh, concept of customer relationship management, but maybe you have some, some other explanation on what the, the Minimi token actually can do. Uh, mm -hmm. Arthur was asking if it if it is possible to use it as a as a currency or a, a means of payment. Did I get that correct, Arthur? Yeah, yeah. Well, the cool thing is, um, so in short, the Minimi token contract, it's uh, just a token contract like any ERC-20, but the big difference is that we can swap out the controller. So we can add new functions to it, or we can uh, change the way it, uh, yeah, what it does basically. And um, the cool thing is that you can take a snapshot of the token balances at any given moment, and then let's say make a copy of that, and then you can start doing things like, for instance, uh, let people vote, um, and, and, and the number of tokens they have would decide the weight of their vote, for instance. Uh, but you could also say like, because you have already this many tokens in our ecosystem, you get uh, you know, a special deal on this or this, and stuff like that. Um, but technically, it's just a token contract with, um, with, 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 where we can change the functionality of it. It sounds like a DAO. It sounds like, like very similar to the DAO, right? Uh, yeah. Like how the DAO is supposed to work. You, you, like, you, you split off, you basically airdrop tokens to, to token holders and, uh, and, they, and those come along with voting rights and et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's not a coincidence that, that Jordi uh, Bailina made it. And, uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Jordi. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, yeah, the, those guys I, uh, with Griff, they are, of course, um, um, the guys that did the DAO. Um, and I think, yeah, in a way, it's, 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 it's um, yeah, we're trying to look always for solutions to do it better, of course. It definitely has a lot of lessons learned integrated. Yeah, exactly. Controller, for example, is is a lesson learned. So that that is very very helpful. And it, we we came across it because we looked at the ERC twenty token contract we used before, and people indicated to us that there is some some uh, issues um, with the contract itself that that it could be exploited. So we've looked for for other solutions, and then Griff. Uh, told us about his Minimi token project, and then Jordi came along and explained everything. So that's how it came to to life with us. And I'm I think we actually were the first ones using it. I think Joe Reed, who won the Seattle IPFS Ethereum Hackathon in February with his entry Matriarch, 
My, it was the first I heard of it anyway, and the first it's been heard on the show. But yeah, maybe you guys are the first to use it in production. Well, when we get a production version of, uh, of Swarm City. It is already live. Really? Yes. So the way we, that's maybe, that's, you have to know the way we, how we build. That's, that's totally different than most Ethereum projects. Um, so the way we build is actually uh, um, in, in really, really small steps. And, but the difference with us, uh, everything that is ready, uh, we put that live, and it's already now on Swarm.city. So if we if we do features like the token transference and stuff like that, um, we we put it live, and it's production ready. So we don't do alpha, beta, <clears throat> and we don't wait for a year until everything is done. We release everything in like small steps, and we let the community you know grow with us. Yes, we have a, we have a beta testing group which is still working on a live network. So we released to a small group of people. It's, it's I think, 100 plus people um, that re- received the uh, IPFS hash of our contract um, once it's deployed and they can test it. And we give them sort, sort of testing scenarios and then they give us feedback on that. Um, but this is already in a, in a live environment. So if, if the hash is used by, by anyone, they can use it. Um, and once the feedback or we see that there's no major bugs involved, then we put it on swarm.city. So we replace the underlying link on swarm.city and anyone that from that point on can use the, the live product. Then. Uh, are there security concerns w- uh, with that approach? Yes. Yeah. So, so the our web app uh, basically is just like um, a skeleton that checks a smart contract and that reads out the IPFS hash that is in that smart contract, and that will resolve to the latest version of the app. If if you want to, um, if if you open the app now, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the listeners won't won't see it, but we could go to a token, uh, sending tokens to you, and you can. Make the experience if you want to, because it's it's actually pretty cool. And and Michael can explain to you what we're doing because we're we're using Whisper as a communication channel, also not for the transaction itself, but to ensure that you have a transaction. And maybe <clears throat> Michael wants. Yeah, sure. Um, so if yeah, we could do that. Uh, that's true. So if you now go to Swarm.city and you create an account, um, so what we do is we create a, a light wallet that is stored locally. And so you already have then a, like an Ethereum address. And then um, in order to send tokens, what we do is um, in the app, we display a short code that is updated every 90 seconds. And if you communicate the short code to the, to the person that is going to send you tokens, then he enters this short code. And at that moment, we set up a, a device-to-device uh, end-to-end encrypted tunnel and over Whisper, we communicate, uh, for instance, the public key and the avatar image and stuff like that. Oh, I see a short code already here. Wow, this has come a long way since we last spoke. Yeah, it's funny because 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 actually, it's like we when when my mom, for instance, when she, she when she sees like Ethereum addresses or hashes, she would think that her computer or, or her telephone is is hacked, right? So that's why we try to never show crypto stuff to the end user. So it says searching for your peer right now, Arthur. Now your nickname. <laughs> okay, so I'm just sending him now. Yeah, I see it happening. Uh, uh, what? Waiting for. Whoa, this is awesome. 
yeah, this is this is totally amazing. I I've got to be straight with you. I'm not 100 percent sure what's happening. <laughs> this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can explain this because it's really it's really simple. So these two devices just start chatting to each other in in. So the first the first um, so that short code will act. It's actually just a topic on a. It's just a whisper channel we open up. And so on that channel, which is quite public uh, still then, we, we negotiate between these two devices a new public key so we can encrypt everything that is going from one device to another device and that makes sure that, you know, well, yeah, that it's peer-to-peer like completely and completely encrypted. Oh, my God, I just got a swarm token. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> I was very... Very generous. I sent you one Swarm City token. That is oh, a, one whole, a whole token, man. Hey, no, thanks. Yes, I'm sorry. Spend <laughs> <laughs> it widely. <laughs> hey, I will. <laughs> this is amazing. I, I haven't actually seen uh, seen a channel open up over over Whisper like that. That's incredible. I mean, honestly, I hadn't even. I kind of forgot about Whisper because we'd waited so long for it to for it to happen, and I've just been out of, out of the loop. I suppose I need to actually do an episode on on Whisper. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, the, the guys from Status.im are actually using Whisper to do um, the entire thing. So they they pro- they base their their entire product almost on uh, on Whisper. So what exactly was communicated between the devices when that channel was opened? The the public key. Um, so first of all, so first the public key, so we can set up an encrypted ch- uh, channel, and then we over the channel we send. Uh, we now send the avatar image, like that's an IPFS uh, hash, the username and um, the public key, and and then we 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 let the apps, the both both instances of the app, uh, we let them communicate uh, certain topics. For instance. It would say, "Oh, can you send me your public key?" And then the app sends the public key, and then and I think that's and then the avatar and the user name we only send that over that channel, so the other person can make sure that he's not making a mistake. You know that he's like really sure that oh yeah, it's a bad time sending this to, uh, or it's Arthur I'm sending this to, for instance. But there's not there's not much information communicated because you don't need that much information, of course, to do a simple token transfer. Um, but in the future, like in our next release uh, in Boardwalk, um, there will be actually what we communicate is, of course, um, requests is requests and 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 offers um, uh, to do certain services like ride sharing. So, uh, so on to the ride sharing, which is where this project has its origins. What is the mm-hmm. when will we see apps? When will we see two sided marketplaces like ride sharing uh, emerge on Swarm City? Yes. Sure. So, what the the first thing we we provide um, with more functionality than we have right now. This, right now, it's a wallet, but the next release will uh, we call it Boardwalk, um, and it will be our MVP. So, it it actually contains the commerce part that we uh, explained before. So, you have a communication channel, and you have transactions. Uh, that is as simple as, as it can be. So the, the communication allows you to use any or just use an open text field to um, ask for a service, uh, ask for a ride. I need to go from A to B or uh, sell you stereo or I need a babysitter tonight or whatever you, you can think of. So this is just an open text field. It's not related to a specific service and anyone will see this uh, offering. 
um, in, in Pioneer. And that's how we call this, this hashtag. Because the, the services we provide are based on hashtags. A hashtag then could be, later on, could be called need a ride. Once we, we have this in place, and people can already start making transactions, making rides, uh, or do any other commerce that they would like to do on the platform. And then by, by creating this, we actually have created the blockchain commerce platform that we wanted to create. And the next phase actually only includes to create a user interface to connect to this commerce platform to make it more friendly to, to use ride-sharing. So at the end, the, the ride-sharing itself will just be a user interface with a map with more information about the driver, with uh, better text fields that, uh, that are specifically assigned to certain topics like uh, from, to, uh, and so on. So it, it actually will, will be similar to what Uber offers. And, but this is not nothing that it has to do with the blockchain itself. This is just the user interface on, uh, on a regular, uh, regular uh, web interface. And it uses the, the blockchain technology we've already created in the MVP. So you're building the infrastructure for these marketplaces? Yes. Yes. Exactly. I have a question about this, though, and that is that when we look at, and I, and I know this is a bit unfair, especially at this stage of development, right? But, but I, do want to, uh, I do want to levy a considerable challenge, uh, and that is that, first of all, is it really possible to enter into symmetric competition with a beast like Uber or Airbnb? <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> those, are huge, those are huge companies, and the reason that they're huge is that it costs a lot of money to provide sufficient market depth for a transaction to take place in a market like ride sharing, right? So for a taxi, you need to have a certain number of taxis on the road in order for it to be a service that you can rely on uh, for a ride somewhere, right? I mean, you can't just have, otherwise you may as well be calling up your mate down the road, right? So so is, so is how, how is this part of, of these uh two-sided marketplace is going to be going to be managed we're basically not playing the same game and if we would be playing the same game it would be really really difficult to compete of course with airbnb uber etc actually what we are doing is, is is just a totally different game you you said it really nice you said like um if if the company uber doesn't provide enough drivers in a certain area i i'd better ask my mate to to bring me from a to b you said right Exactly, yeah. Okay, so that's exactly what Swarm City is. I mean, it is it is not a company. It is, it is not a it is, it is not like a, a brand that promises you we will always uh, make sure that you can go from A to B. The idea is that if a mate get, takes you, that you can at least um, you know pay him, and that he and that he will get reputation in Swarm City that he's like a good driver. So if you trust your mate. Everybody else can trust him because you can simply see his reputation on, uh, in his user profile or on the blockchain. Also, we are using the way we are, we are kind of creating the marketplaces. Um, it's based on Swarmwise principles. So we, we, we don't actually create like a central company that then will be, will be responsible to, to do all this. Uh, we, constant, we just build the, the software, you could say. And then around us is, is currently a community of thousands of people that, um, 
yeah, that actually are already a user base and ambassadors that that will bring this to you know like regular people. You know, the way we do this is like totally different from um, from what an Uber or an Airbnb would do. And if you change the paradigm, then you you can't speak of of actual competition anymore because it's just something else they do. It's not the same as right. It's not competing. It's not competing symmetrically at all because what you're providing is really just another way for you to to offer something to someone rather than just offer rather than not having anything to offer them at all. Yes, yes, it's just a way to express value, um, you know, and to and to gain reputation by when you transact this value. Let's talk about the the reputation side of this again because I'm just starting to reconfigure my view of how of of Swarm City into, into something quite, uh, it's not fully formed anymore. Um, the way, yeah, the way we do reputation right now, it's, it's, it's the easiest thing. So, so we, it's like I said, we always start by, so what we would build is only what we know for sure, right? If we're still in doubt about some concepts, we don't build it. So the things we built, we're really sure of. Like the reputation thing, what we know is that we want uh, we want people to be able to gain reputation on transactions in a certain context, meaning if somebody just sends uh, money from one person to another, we don't want to uh, create reputation because nothing is happening. Um, when somebody does the same transaction in the hashtag need a ride, for instance, uh, then with the successful transactions, we actually create uh, a new token, which is the need a ride token. And it's worth nothing because, you know, there will be many, I mean, it's infinite, the number of tokens that can uh, that can be uh, minted. And so every time we have a successful ride share, both parties get these tokens as proof that they did a successful transaction in uh, the hashtag ride sharing, for instance. So in this first phase, we just register everything on the blockchain. Uh, so other people, and that's where you see our philosophy. So other people can build like uh, systems that analyze this and and do interpret- interpretation of the of the balances in in all these uh, reputation tokens. So we always leave open. What we do is we we make sure that it's there, that it's registered correctly, and but the interpretation of reputation is something that humans uh, should do, uh, and and where where people can build like systems on top of that. So this right now provides both the consumer and producer of a of a rideshare uh, the same token. So essentially, it just says that yes, I was party to the exchange of a rideshare. It's the same. There's no record of how well the ride went or whether you gave the ride or received the ride. Oh, there is. There is. If the value is transferred, it was successful. If the value is not transferred, it was not successful. It's as simple as that. So what we don't want to do is uh, the Yelp uh, yelping thing, uh, where 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 we let people. So we don't want to write. So on a blockchain, you don't want to register subjective things. Uh, you only want to do what is sure. Uh, that's also a philosophical thing. But what we don't want to do is say like, okay, this person. For instance, imagine you you would be sitting in a car. And the driver is playing loud hip hop music. Um, so to me, that would be awesome. I would love that. But to somebody else, like my dad, for instance, he would say like, "Oh, this was the worst ride ever." But that's totally subjective, of course, because it depends on you know what kind of music you like or what kind of person you like. And so that's something we don't want to register on a blockchain. What we do want to register is 
in the end, it was a successful ride because there was a value transacted. So if you're not happy with your ride, you should not pay, basically. That's, it's like zero or one. What if, uh, what if this guy or, or girl has just rolled in compost, got in the car, and then it's just like, I go there to get a ride. It's like, dude, you know, you smell terrible. I'm not going to take this ride. Is that a, there's no negative uh, there's no negative feedback there, or is that like an incompleted ride, or, or what's the story there? Yeah, the negative feedback is that that the transaction will not go through. But but it's but that wouldn't count. That wouldn't be able to warn other people that this guy, no, that this person, no, sm- no, because you don't want to do that because because um, what you what you do is people that behave. Um, like in a good way, depending on what the context is, of course. Eh? Uh, but but if they behave in a in a successful way or aligned with with that context, with that hashtag, they will gain more and more and more and more reputation. So it's we don't uh, we don't punish people. We only reward people. And the thing is, you, if you're not good at ride sharing, you will not be able to gain that as many reputation points as somebody that is really good at it. So. In, so it's really relative to the rest of the community, whether you have a good reputation or not. Okay, yes, I see this because essentially what you can do is you can just have an ad for yourself and say, this is how I accept payment. And you have a good reputation outside the system. And uh, and the system itself just tracks your the total volume of business that you have conducted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's like... Correct. <laughs> That's how it should be. I think so. Yeah, there, there are like deeper underlying philosophical concepts, of course. Um, so that's that's the difficult thing. If you're building blockchain stuff, then then you can't just do you know pro- the, the skills the skill set you need is not only like development and stuff like that, but you also have to to have like philosophical framework um, where you see like what kind of community do we want to create here. And and um, and then you then it's really important that you say, for instance, okay, just by sending money, we will not allow reputation to be created, and that's based on how the banking system today works, like in in fiat, where we see that yeah, that we think it's really important that just just sending money, just transacting money, and making money on money, uh, we don't think that's something that's reputable. Uh, we don't think that's value creation. So these are like choices we have to make. And if you think about it, they're like more philosophical or ideological than technical. And that's, yeah, I think that's the really interesting thing about building stuff on, on, on top of Ethereum, especially. Hey, I think that's uh that's, it's a short episode, but I think that's a pretty good uh, wrap. Is there anything else we want to cover? Well, the, I mean, the, uh, you've seen the, the sending mechanism that we have, and all, everything we do is almost trying to hide the blockchain technology. We just want to give you a good feeling about your own, doing your own business on top of this platform, but you don't have to understand the underlying technology. And so it's, at some point, you, will, or you might even not notice the, the token itself. It will always be visible, but you will always see that the, 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 the payment itself is also has a relationship to your, to your local currency because we, we don't expect people to understand what a Swarm City token is worth uh, at any given time. So um, 
what everything we create is is very simple actually uh, to to be used in a, in a very simple way and is geared towards really mass adoption to towards people that don't have any knowledge about Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Swarm City tokens, crypto um, currencies, etc. So we want to give them the feeling that they're using a totally regular app, but with the autonomy uh, or, or being um, self-sovereign in using it, doing their own business on top of it, or just using it uh, to ensuring that they have everything in their own hands. So we're actually supporting entrepreneurship on our, on our platform in, in any specific way because offering something uh, already is, is being an entrepreneur because I, I can decide on the price that I want to take. Then creating a service is another um, level of being an entrepreneur because then you, you make other people use your service and you've created the, the interface for this service. And then there's also like we talked about reputation. There might be people that go into sort of a data mining and say, okay, here's um, I, I can create a profile of people because they've they've used uh, ride sharing, they've been in uh, in uh, apartment sharing, they're using a babysitter. So I can almost create sort of a profile on top of it out of all these reputations that a person has gained, and then you maybe have a better sense of this person, but on a very puristic way, as we, as we explained before. So everything we do is, is, again, for mass adoption and supporting entrepreneurship on top of the platform. Well, I'm totally blown away. This is looking fantastic. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to how, it de- how Swarm City develops moving forward. Because honestly, I, I mean, I, it seemed like you guys were in a tough spot. And and since we've spoken, you've just produced such awesome work and made awesome uh, decisions around the management of the project. And I think the rebrand is brilliant. Swarm is a much more sensible name, I believe, than Arcade City, which uh, a lot of people I, th- I feel were confused by. So, I mean, more power to you guys. And I look forward to seeing how this whole thing develops. Awesome. Thank you. Use the platform. It's uh very soon, without uh, saying any dates, but uh, in in a few weeks, what, what, Michael, what, what was the term? The walks? No. Walks. <laughs> yeah, I learned that from uh, from Wooks. the guys. Walks. Yeah, it's weeks and months. You, it, it's not quite sure. That's how we're, you can. We're not in the month. projects, like in a couple of weeks. <laughs> but I think you can skip the months because I, I think we will just a couple of weeks. A yeah. couple of weeks away from um, releasing the boardwalks or MVP. So, and uh, we're open for feedback. We're open for support. Um, anyone can contact us uh, through our Slack channel and support us and see the, um, the development on GitHub as well. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're open for, for any contribution in any way. Criticism as well. You know, it's, it's uh, very lively on, in our Slack about uh, discussions about ride sharing in, in detail, what happens if and so forth, but also on the technology side. So it's, it's very diverse, our Slack, and that's, that's great about the community as well. Where can, where can people find your Slack? Yeah, if you go to Swarm.city, then on the bottom of the, of the, of the site, there is, a, there is a Slack invite link, or you can just surf to uh, getactiveinswarm.city. And uh, there, there is like every link to, uh, to, to our like media channels and Slack, etc. 
Well, thanks a bunch for coming on the show, guys. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see you guys before too long, I have no doubt. Awesome. Great. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. This has been the Ether Review. Visit etherreview.info for more episodes, email contact at etherreview.info or follow us on Twitter at etherreview.